to We've Never Met, the show for introverts by an introvert. I'm that introvert, Charlotte T. Martin, better known as Charlotte the Writer on Instagram. Each week on this show, I meet another stranger and talk to them for about an hour and record it so that you can listen. That might be some people's absolute worst nightmare. Uh, Many, many years ago, it probably would have been my nightmare as well, because there's nothing I hate more than lulls in conversations and feeling that weird pressure of speech that doesn't actually exist, but for some reason, we kind of all feel like we have to fill with weird small talk about the weather and, I don't know, pandemics and stuff like that. I'm very happy to report that on this episode of the show, there is nary an awkward silence to be heard uh, because my guest, Emery Schaefer, and I had a nonstop conversation about pretty much everything, but the most important one being that we discovered we're essentially the same person. We have been to all the same places, we love all the same foods, uh, and the most notable similarity is that we accidentally wrote the same play, which is actually kind of what started me knowing about her and then her knowing about me and la 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 la. Something I'm really looking forward to you hearing in this conversation is the moment of discovery when each of these new similarities comes to light. Uh, Just as a reminder, Emery and I have never met before. We had a great time DMing each other on Instagram leading up to this recording, but before then, I know I'd never heard her voice, and uh, I don't think that she'd heard mine. So if you're somebody that feels very uncomfortable meeting new people and you're not sure what you're going to talk about, this is such a fun example of you don't need to know what you're going to talk about. It will all come to light, and it's going to be a really fun time. So I will see you at the end of this conversation. Enjoy this hour with me, Charlotte T. Martin and Emery Schaefer. Hello. Hello. Oh my God, there you are. We're meeting. Hey, there you are. I know. It's so nice to meet you. It's good to meet you too. We have a lot of fun DMing each other on Instagram. And now we do. here we are as close to IRL as we'll get maybe forever because... Oh God, I hope not. <laughs> no, me too. But um, you may have noticed that we're the only country who hasn't gotten this thing under control. <laughs> So I was just thinking about that the other day, yes. actually, my, ironically. My damn, <laughs> it's crazy. It was yeah. top of mind for me, too. I know. Oh, what a mess. Um, hi, I'm Charlotte. Hello. Hi, I'm Emery. <laughs> That's great. I've been pronouncing your name correctly then. Schaefer, yeah. right? Like wafer? Schaefer, yeah. Okay, good, good, good. Um, mm-hmm. I saw your Instagram story today. That made me laugh, which was a tuba <laughs> on someone's face. Yeah, that, I don't know why, but the Jewish memes are like, they're like, oh no, did you hear that sound? It's fine. Okay. Um, it was my phone, just, I, technology. Yeah, so yeah. Jewish memes during quarantine have been like keeping me alive. <laughs> um, and I think that people who meet me think I'm very Jewish, but that's kind of like a modern, like a modern that's kind of like a recent development in my life because where I grew up was very Jewish and everyone was like me basically Uh um so then when I got to college and I was like oh I'm Jewish everyone was like 
blah, like, oh my God. <laughs> so now it's like a big, and I love being Jewish, so it's like a big part of who I am. But the Jewish memes have truly, if you don't follow, do you follow Hey Alma? Yes. They're like a feminist, Jewish, like a BuzzFeed type thing where they just post a bunch of articles and stuff. Am I allowed to um, follow, if I don't follow, which I honestly, I follow a lot of people on Instagram memory. Um, I understand. If I don't already follow this account, <laughs> am I allowed to follow this account if I am not Jewish? They oh, don't yeah, check. They don't verify. And it's, and it's informative, too, because, like, yeah. you know, so especially right now, there's, like, with, like, you know, race politics and mm-hmm, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's very enlightening. And there's it's a good mix of, like, funny things and you know, real, real stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a great, I would totally recommend them. They're okay, awesome. big shout out right at the top yeah, here. Hey, Alma. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, yeah, my, I'm not Jewish. I wasn't raised Jewish. Neither was my wife. My super t- Greek Italian wife is shockingly not Jewish. Um, I mean, you never know. You never <laughs> know. However, <laughs> we do celebrate Passover every year. Like, Passover is my favorite. It's great. It's a great holiday. We have Jewish friends who invited us to Passover when we were first together. And then we, well, we, she, my wife, threw her own. Do you throw Passover? Is that, is it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You can throw a Passover. You have a Savior. Throw Passover. Passover. Yeah. Yeah, You can throw Passover. I would say it's throwable. Okay. Well, we (laughs) threw Passover. Yeah. Um, and it was there was nary a Jew in sight at that Passover, but we celebrated wow. anyway. We for I love that. a minute we were like, are we appropriating this holiday? But I mean, we celebrated freedom. We ate the bitter herbs. It was great. We did oh, all yeah. the, no, the prayers. I would. I like. I've brought friends of mine home for holidays before who aren't Jewish, and it's like very. I would say like Passover especially is very inclusive. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, don't yeah appropriation not. Not to worry. If you go to a you. seder, you're not appropriating. Is okay. What I'm <laughs> Thank you um, so much. Yes. And yes, I think that so wraps welcome. up this conversation. That's really all I needed to know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was great talking to you. <laughs> I'm so glad I could be here for you. <laughs> um, awesome. If I have any other questions related to Judaism or oh, yeah, just throw them at me, a okay. lot of times people will ask me things, and I'll be like, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> so. I have the opposite problem, which is I went to Catholic school from kindergarten mm-hmm. to 12th grade. And so I can't help but comment on like Bible studies and church history. I just kind of know it without my consent. Um, yeah. I can. Was it an all girls school? It was not. No. Okay. But it was small. And, uh, Notably, my high school, I'm back in my hometown now, my high school is the only school that was planning to not go back full-time virtual to school this year. So a lot of issues there, but whatever. I got, I, I am a killer teammate if you're going to trivia and there is one to three Bible questions. That's awesome. I'm your girl. Yeah. That's awesome. I could not say the same about my knowledge of Judaism. I'm, like, very <laughs> culturally Jewish. Sure. But I, and I went to Hebrew school as a kid, and I yeah. did bat mitzvah and all that. And I'm actually doing Hebrew Duolingo right now. Cool. Um, I was really good about it for, like, a week. And uh-huh. then I kind of slipped because I started working pretty recently again. Ooh. Um, and Duolingo comes at me with, like, the you didn't do your lesson. And I'm just like, 
okay, okay. That <laughs> is salty. <laughs> I have this um, app that like turns off all my other apps while that one is on to like help you focus or like mm-hmm. get put your phone down. And if you take a break, I'm using air quotes here from the app, it like comes at you pretty hard 90 yeah. seconds later. And it's like, it's like, um, what are you doing out there? And I'm like, yeah, ma'am. I'm getting a glass of water. I didn't want to listen to your soothing singing bowls for 90 seconds. Sue me. It's like, you don't have a few minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I don't know me. <laughs> that is so judgy. What if I don't have five minutes? Yeah. I mean, Duolingo. I don't want to spend it necessarily always doing, you know, what, what this phone wants me to do. Yeah. So. Take yeah. that. All right, yeah. that's a negative shout-out to Duolingo. <laughs> yeah, and can you please stop threatening me and <laughs> skip one day? <laughs> I'm trying to better myself, and you're making me feel bad about it. Yeah, ugh. <sighs> well, congrats on learning Hebrew or being Thank in the you. process. I truly think it's one of the most beautiful languages. So It is very beautiful, yeah. and I, I went to Hebrew school from ages, like, I don't even know, four to like 15 mm-hmm. and I can read it because we what? would do like services cool. and I know the alphabet you yeah know, if you know the alphabet you know the sounds like I mm-hmm. can sound out any word but I don't understand it sure so I've been trying to so that that's like the easy that like the hard part is out of the way yeah now it's just a matter of like learning sentence structure and like how to speak it and understand sure. it which is really really hard also but at least I don't have to like learn the alphabet also. yeah you're not starting from scratch which yeah, is good. so that is that is lucky, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's good. I like it was one of my like you know quarantine resolutions that I didn't keep, yeah. <laughs> but I'm, I'm loosely keeping. I kind of let go of those after I was like, you know what, I don't need to have those for this time. Like, you that's don't not really. That's not really important at all. So <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. had such a. I mean, I'm sure we had very, have had very similar experiences with this because even though one of the rules of the show is no one can explicitly ask the other person what they do, Emery and I are both writers. Um, and I, okay, side side anecdote: the way I know about you is because we both submitted plays to Brunch Theater's Donuts and Holes. I think mm-hmm. um, we wrote the same play, more or less. <laughs> We did not. <laughs> we did. And that I had, had freaky. Yeah, I had s- some plays in their past show. So Phil, who I'm very good friends with, we went to school together. He's like, hey, we're going to go with um, this other puppet play. And I was like, oh, just because you only want one puppet? He's like, well, no, we love puppets, but you wrote the exact same play. <laughs> they didn't tell me this. That's, oh, my God. It's Well, it's funny because usually, and I wonder if you experience the same thing, when I hear things like that, I get intense, like, lethal jealousy where I'm like, I have to smite that other writer at all costs. But what's notable is I was like, oh, what's their name? And he was like, Emery, Emery something. And so I, like, <laughs> found you on Instagram and was like, well, I'm going to follow her because we have the same brain without even knowing it. Yeah, my play that is about is a sock puppet child who learns about sex from... Um, she, this puppet had two moms and I think your puppet had two dads. Mine had two dads. (laughs) My God. My, so my play originally had two, it was originally two moms. I, oh, I don't Mm -hmm. know. Like I just, I, that's just like, that was my like original idea. And then yeah, as like an exercise, I was like, what if I made it two dads? Mm -hmm. And it just changed 
everything yeah. in like a very good way and so i just went with that yeah um instead that is so crazy isn't that bananas that is wild now i want to read yours well, i'll send can it to s- you yeah um exchange? i think the big difference was that if phil filled me incorrectly your sock puppet child arrived at the end She's, like, not even in it. Okay, yeah. The sock puppet in mine is, like, an active presence in the conversation. And it was mostly about, like, the physical comedy of watching a sock puppet eat birthday cake. Because I just thought that would be really funny. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like our plays were actually very different, but same Really similar, yeah. Same same themes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Content was almost exactly the same. Content, very different. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so mine, after was this... Was it a sock puppet? It was, yeah, with googly okay. eyes. Yep. Yes, mine, yeah. Obviously. Mine was a sock. It didn't have a face because it was, like, a spur-of-the-moment, like, idea from one of the characters. <laughs> um, so it didn't have a face, but uh, it was very real, nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, right after this, letters. we'll send each other our two plays, and then we'll together sue Brunch Theater for all their yes. worth. you hear that? you hear that, guys? Do you hear that, Brunch Theater? Actually, Haley no. I love brunch you. theater. <laughs> I do, too. Um, <laughs> they're amazing. They're just great. I love everything they do. And I'm sad that the whole theater ecosystem is just crumbling as yeah. we speak. I mean, people are getting innovative, which is very cool to watch. Um, yeah. The Zoom theater thing is really hard for me because mm-hmm. although it's very accessible and like that is what I like about it. It, it just depresses me to no end because mm-hmm. it's there's something very like futuristic and like not real about it yeah. like you can't like it's hard to replicate you you can't replicate the feeling of being in the same room with someone and like totally theater not. that's like that's like that's the point so yeah. it's like it's just hard for me to like get I know some people who are like really embracing it and mm-hmm. doing it super well and it's and it's great and I've watched their things and it works and it's amazing and it doesn't it doesn't even feel depressing when I watch other people do it but when I do it I'm like all I want is to like have you know my friends in a room doing this reading right not over like oh I don't know there's something about it that I just I can't physically I'm not there yet yeah well it's isolating and that's not the reason Mm -hmm. that I mean play obviously you and I I'm sure agree that the writing has to be good. The acting has to be good. The actual product of the play has to be great. But there's something, there's the extra layer of sharing it, and it can never be reproduced, whatever happens on that particular evening or afternoon, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked that to death in theater school, but now that it's in limbo, yeah, I really miss that. Even going to a movie theater is something I miss, which isn't really the same because it, it is reproducible every every screening. Yeah, I know, but going to the movies is like a thing in and of itself. Yeah, like it's a it's an ir- what's the word I'm looking for? You can't replicate it. Right. Really, it's an experience. So. Totally. Yeah, and watching something at the same time as somebody is not not it. It's just not it. Like I yeah. No, my 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 best friend uh, lives in Toronto, so we even before all this we. Uh, We'll, we, we'll watch, like, movies and TV shows together mm-hmm. over um, FaceTime or Zoom, and it's fun. It's, I don't know, we're all just learning to adapt and, yeah. in that way over, like, this medium, and mm-hmm. it has, I will say, like, the one 
or like the couple of positive things that have come out of it are that I do feel like I am connecting more with people I wouldn't necessarily connect with like mm-hmm. this for instance for I think, you know, top like, top of my mind yeah yeah um I think actually that's really the it's the one of the only positives for me but it's like a really big one that mm-hmm. you know you don't I would I there are so many people I've connected with who I just either wouldn't have or or wouldn't have as often or yeah. that's nice that's always nice yeah it's a big slowdown that's for sure mm-hmm. and I think it has made a lot of people reprioritize how they spend their time and how they spend their money and who they're investing in. I work at a bookstore Mm -hmm. and we have had so many people come to the door or call or email or whatever and be like, you've never met me. I've never been in your store. I live in your neighborhood, but I always get my books from Amazon and I can't bring myself to do that when I know that you're down the street. So that's That's encouraging. Yeah. Yeah. That's like best possible outcome. Right. Exactly. It's really too bad that it took a global pandemic to drive that point home, but we'll take it. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, people, we're such like, um, like we're so obsessed with convenience as yeah. humans and Amazon is very convenient. Super um, convenient. I'm guilty of, of using it at, mm-hmm. like at points. And, and so, you know, that's good. I mean, yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. It's definitely, it's definitely rough that it took this to get people to realize. Yeah. I mean, of all the problems we could have, that is pretty low on the list, but it's just, yeah. I just think it's kind Local of funny. business is important though. Yeah. That Super is important. for sure. Um, what what started all this? Oh, you said something about having goals in quarantine, which, yes, oh, I had, yeah, quote-unquote, yeah. goals in quarantine, too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to finish my play. Yeah, I'm going to work on that screenplay. I'm going to, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to break into... It's <laughs> for the people listening air and quotes watching us. everywhere. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to break into scripted podcasting. No, I'm not, because nobody's doing anything right now. I mean, some people are, and those people are driving me nuts. Because it's like, yeah. can you stop for... Could we all agree to just stop for one second? Here we are mm-hmm. doing a podcast together. But, like, you know what I mean? People who are overachieving right now really right. grinds my gears. <laughs> I was... I was, I met up with a friend yesterday, and he told me that something he is working on really actively in quarantine is patience mm. and waiting and like not and like you know as like I'm in I'm in New York and I've been here you were in New York for for a long time yeah Yeah. I was gonna say I thought you were um and you know you know like when you're in New York like it's like the go 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 mentality all the time and like you never want to you 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 don't stop and you don't want to stop Mm -hmm. because if you stop that means you're not doing anything if you're not doing anything that means you're never going to do anything and then it's a whole vicious cycle and so we were talking, me and my friend, uh, we were talking yesterday about like patience and like working on that as like mm-hmm. as people and um, like taking our time and like how that feels. And mm-hmm. it's definitely like a huge adjustment, but I think really valuable, you know, like there is time, there's time for things. And so I think I'm trying to actively remind myself of that a lot. Me too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also... I mean, speaking of reprioritizing things, just like what is it as far as creating art? What is the point of it? Not in a dreadful existential way, but like what is the point of it for me? I have really been thinking about that and taking my time to uncover why I feel motivated to do that. Sort of like 
compulsively. I can't help it, but I want to make things. And why is that? Yeah, and that's interesting. I, when you said that, I was like, whoa. <laughs> 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 why do I do what I do? Um, I'm applying. I'm in the process of applying to grad schools right now, which Ooh. I know is like a, an odd choice for no, no. the moment. But in a year, who knows? So that's uh-huh. kind of what I'm thinking. And theater, you know, isn't going to have a comeback for a little bit. So I figured, mm-hmm. why not take the next year while it's like recovering to yeah. be in school um, and and every essay I write is like why do you want this and I'm just like what because hmm. <laughs> uh, I do I don't know like no because I, I don't know but it's been really it's been really helpful to think really actively and like write down for someone else like why I want to yeah. do this um, yeah it's just a crazy a crazy thing to think about because you just you, you don't think about it that often what have you come up with? <laughs> right now, I haven't implemented that part of the essay into the essay yet. I've basically written like everything else except that part. And Classic. That is just like a word document. I'm just like, like just yep. like keyboard jamming. Um, I don't know. I like it's hard. It's hard not to be cliche when. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's hear it. Shower me know, in cliches. Like, I want to make people think about things and laugh and mm-hmm. like you know reckon with their themselves and like I like to think of this is so like woo woo but I like to think of theater as like a mirror that when you go to see it of course you're supposed to see yourself yeah um and that is like ultimately really what I love about it and like the fact that I could make that mm-hmm. is like really exciting for me so that's kind of where I'm at absolutely right so wait yeah. are, are you going to grad school for playwriting Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, Ooh. yes. yes. The, the intention is to go. Is to go, but yeah. I have a lot of faith. I think your ideas are great, mostly because oh, we thanks. have the same ideas. We, we have yeah. the same ideas. Yes. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, we're both great, so I don't. Yeah. I don't see any problems. Can you write me a recommendation? <laughs> yes, Emery and I have Fabulous. met, and here's what I learned. Yes, we met she's once. great. So far, we've met once. Um, I was sitting in my closet for the sound quality and Mm -hmm. sweating my top layer of skin off. Yes. Um, it's really hot also. I Mm. just, I have to, I have to let you all paint a picture for the world I'm in right now. (laughs) Where, uh, where in the world are you? I don't think I ever asked you where I know. Yeah. I'm in Madison, Wisconsin, where I grew up. Um, I went to New York. I went to NYU for school. I did Two. Get out of town. Classic. Wait, so yeah. you must have gone to Tish. I did. And were you there for playwriting or for acting? I was there for acting. Same here. Wait, oh are we the God. same person? What studio were you in? Experimental Theater Wing. Classic. I was in yeah. <laughs> Atlantic, which means that I was at ETW eventually. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you were at ETW. For one semester, yeah. Oh. Um, Gosh. Every time I yell, I think of Lisa Sokolov in her voice class. Yep. Wow. Um, Oh my God. So I was in ETW for three and a half years. Oh my. Yeah, I could not get enough. It was the best. I went to Stone Street for one semester. Okay. I left for, you know, a second. Um, But I promptly came back because I was like, I can't do real that like I can't sit in a chair and have someone point a camera at me and then I was yeah. like should I be an actor <laughs> <laughs> why do I want to be an actor no and then you fell yeah. down a vortex actually that's like the beginning of my college of my uh, grad school essay is like I learned I want I realized I wanted to be a playwright when I realized I didn't want to be an actor Same. but I didn't 
but I also didn't want to do anything else yep. is like kind of where I like landed. Yeah. Um, but ETW was like, Oh, I was such a, a believer. Uh, and I still am in like everything we did there. Uh, I'm like a follower of, you know, Rosemary and Jonathan and sure. all those amazing people. Oh my gosh. It really is an uh, amazing place. And I, I regret that we had nothing like, what is that called when you do your big project? at ETW. Oh, you're indie. Indie. Oh, that is the coolest thing in the world. Can you just briefly explain what an indie is? Sure. So an in, it's, a, it's an independent project, indie for short, and it's basically um, your last semester of school at ETW. You can forego your acting class your last quarter, and you can make something. And you basically get the space and you get to write it and you have to write it and you have to direct it. You don't have to be in it. Um, but many, many are. Mm -hmm. Um, and you basically just get space to make something. Some people, I wrote a play for mine, um, like classic, um, some people, (laughs) you know, dance pieces, like very, um, devised work. And you literally, I, I remember one guy came in to talk to us once and he made up like a sport. I don't know if you know. I what? can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But he like came in. He, yeah, he like made up the sport that's like now like a nationally recognized sport. Um, Excuse me. Yeah, wild. I, who would have thought sports theater? There is a place for someone. Who there is school, a place for that. Yeah. And it is ETW. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically that's what your indie is, and it's a really awesome opportunity to like learn if you like making theater. Yeah. Basically. And I did. Yep. (laughs) Spoiler. Yeah. It was very cool. It was very, very cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I was always jealous of the ETW kids, I guess, um, getting to do those indies because then it was such a big, like a festival almost at the end of the year, I suppose it would have been. Yeah. Or semester. When I graduated, we had, I could be so wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure we had like 16. Oh, um, and it was just, we had three every week. Uh, my math is going to be wrong, so I'm going to get called out <laughs> for this. I know. But we had, like, three every weekend, and then the last weekend we had four. Uh-huh. And it was just, like, um, and as someone, when you're doing an indie, you have to see them all. So yeah. every weekend I was seeing new theater, which I honestly can't say I've done since I graduated. Oh, my God, no. Um, and it was really awesome and such a good experience. Uh, oh, it was just so great. That is so yeah. cool. ETW, fond memories. We were both there. We've been there on those creaky floorboards with Mm -hmm. those gorgeous windows. Yeah. They're the best. They're like the best New York real estate in the city. Truly. (laughs) I ate so much Fresh and Co. that semester. I do remember that. Oh, yeah, yeah, you have to. What was your uh, experience like in Atlantic? It was mixed. I mean, Mm -hmm. I. While I was there, I didn't notice that I was doing anything except for, like, working really hard all the time, Um, which was, at the time, I didn't, I felt just tired, because I was, like, doing all of these scene, like, a bunch of scene work, we're in plays in your third year, Um, I really, I really loved the part of third year that I was in, oh, wait, I was there for my whole third year. Wow, I'm going down a trip down memory lane right now. (laughs) Um, I really liked the third year a lot because we had something not at all similar to indies, but like we had a sketch comedy show, which was our first collaborative experience as a big group to make something together. Our group did not last. Um, 
too many cooks in the kitchen situation. Uh, but anytime we got a chance to make something essentially from scratch, although we didn't get to write our own stuff except in that one class, I loved that. But there was a lot of, um, like, not theory is not the right word. It was just very academic at many a turn there, which gotcha. suited me at the time. But now I wish that I had been exposed exposed to more of what you're saying like new theater and creative theater and sort of broken broken to pieces the idea that theater is one thing and it is being on stage with the lights and the sound and the costumes um yeah because i like to make things but i don't always like to make it in that particular style um and right after I graduated, I felt like, why did I waste my time going to acting school? Kind of like you, I don't want to be an actor. Um, and faked it for 10 seconds that I did, but like, I was never going to be an actor. I much prefer writing. Um, and I like the film world more than I go in for the making theater. I don't know why. I don't think it says anything about me, I hope. <laughs> um but then now, many years later, I feel like it was, I'm so grateful that I went to acting school. I mean, just the soft skills alone. And I feel like there's a deficit of active listeners in the world that, for the most part, acting students are pretty good at. They learn how to do that when they're in school. Um, not all of them, that's for sure. But um, yeah, I'm grateful that I know how to listen. I'm grateful that I know how to communicate with confidence, I hope. Mm -hmm. um, but people come out of Atlantic and talk about it like it was a war zone or like they're scarred for life. And I think they do. Depending That's on true. who you are, that might be true. Because like mental health is certainly something that is real. Um, and Atlantic doesn't do a good job of taking care of their students' mental health. That's the biggest thing I've heard from friends who mm -hmm. I've known who were there is that it was just very very intense for mm -hmm. an 18 19 year old yes 20 year old you know however many you know however however old you are in your first two years your first mm -hmm. two years of college um it was just really intense and like um and not a lot of um not a lot of care was taken. no it's basically no, 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 no. it's basically the criticism I've heard um but what I also have heard is that um, like Atlantic and ETW when paired together are powerful like really combination awesome yeah pairing so that's like what I didn't get when I did I mean I, I'm so glad I got to spend all that time there mm -hmm. but I feel like I didn't get that like um comparing and contrasting of training yeah super which like you know is good in some ways because I I mean there's so much variety within ETW so I did get some but to have those, to have two very um, different experiences isn't something I got to have. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. So that's kind of something I wish I maybe had a little more of. But yeah. like you said, I also, I don't know if I would have never become an actor, but I definitely, I, I would look around the room and be like, wow, like this person, this person, and that person, they all want to be actors. Yeah. Like a lot more. Maybe they were soft. Maybe they were a little louder. I don't know. But like. Mm -hmm people wanted it a lot more than I did and I was like I should probably listen to that <laughs> well yeah I mean yes that's and it's good that you did listen to that I think the difference between the people at ETW who wanted to be actors really badly and the people who really wanted to be actors but were Atlantic at ETW it's like that comes from a very 
and correct me if I'm wrong, organic creative place of like, I really want to make theater or art or a sport, I guess. Um, whereas at Atlantic, I got the feeling that if you really wanted to be a successful actor, the talent that you may or may not possess or hone during your time there was sort of secondary to how savvy are you in this entertainment world, not just the theater world, but like the entertainment world. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. Cause like now mm -hmm. I'm sort of a nerd about that stuff. I love brand strategy and branding <laughs> and like design that I kind of nerd out about that stuff. But when you're trying to become a creative person and come into your creativity, I don't think that's the time to be thinking about like, what was it that we had a business class that was like, it was fine. I think maybe I was just the wrong audience, but it was, it was, it felt like they were teaching us how to grovel to the right people, which I thought was not helpful. <laughs> yeah. I, that's yeah. That I've heard that as well. And I am, yeah, I, and so it's for me, it's like kind of two things in some ways, like, so ETW, when you're, when I was there, it was very much like the work, the work you do in school, like you're here now, be here now, which was super great for someone mm -hmm. like me, who's constantly like, where am I going to go? Yeah. And you kind of like reined me back a little bit and was like, just be here now. On the other hand, I graduated college not knowing a thing. Yeah. And what I did know is from my semester at Stone Street, which is kind of similar to what you're describing, and I rejected it because I was like, like, <laughs> that's, that's so aggressive. Like, I don't need that. Like, no one needs that. And like, I don't think no one needs that, but there's like an, an unfortunate element of truth oh, to yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Big that time. Like, exactly what you said, groveling to the right audience. Yeah. Like, basically, like, how can I weasel my way into, which is something I think about a lot actually still, but like how can I weasel <laughs> my way into that room? Um, and so, but, but when I was at Stone Street, I was also in like a kind of like tough time in my life, junior year of college when mm -hmm. I was there. So I, for many reasons, I think I didn't, I didn't, you know, absorb what they were saying as much as I could have, but I definitely was like, oh, this is not what I learned. And so mm. I'm going to go back to EW and live in La La Land for another three semesters. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> on the floor with my friends and everything will be okay. <laughs> Everybody says that about ETW. I'm going to go roll around on the floor, which I thought was hyperbole. And then I no. got there and I was like, oh, no, we're literally rolling around on the floor. Contact improv. This is great. <laughs> it's a class. I love class. it. Um, yeah, we also, um, the big ETW uh, trope is that we're naked all the time, which I can't even tell you isn't true. Like, <laughs> I, it's definitely optional and nobody tells you, you have to do it. Um, wait, is yeah, that people are naked all the time? Is, yeah. Is ETW the studio that famously or infamously had a naked party at some point? during the semester or was so it playwrights that so there oh god I feel like I'm gonna get in trouble if I answer that question at all <laughs> oh wow pleading no, the no. fifth about the naked parties at ETW I'm just, I'm just gonna say mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. okay no I don't even know what to say to that just because I oh my god that's like a um that is what we are known for yes <laughs> This is fun. <laughs> but I can't confirm or deny okay. whether they happened or not. Okay. 
That's a great answer. Uh, We'll leave it at that. You've preserved (laughs) the mystery, but also, like, really tantalized me. Now I have to know more. I haven't thought about those in years. Yeah. All right. I won't say they didn't happen, but I won't say that they did either. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can say. That's all I can say about that. Amazing. (laughs) What what I'm learning about you and what I love is that you are loyal until the very end. because you're. I'm going to get killed in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Rosemary is going to find you in your sleep. Yeah, I have to sleep with one eye open tonight. Yikes. Because I can broach the subject. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So anyway, that's the long answer. I remember the, the year, I think maybe it was like the year that I was a freshman the senior class like told everyone it was the upper level class so it was like a you know like transfer track with the people who had been there they told everyone that they all got tattoos and we were like did they did they and we like looked for them like on there like we would they'd pass us in the hall and we'd be like that is did did you see one like so yeah what a wonderful rumor to start Yeah. yeah It's very culty. ECW is a little culty, but in, like, a great, amazing way, I will say, so. Well, that's what everyone in a cult says. Until (laughs) something goes wrong, and then nobody was part of the cult. Yeah, I'm an unreliable narrator when it comes to ECW, but I did really love it there. Were you there? Were you there for, you were just there for one semester? Just for the one semester. I I mean, by the time I was done at Atlantic with you can do three years and then there's pretty much nothing for you to do after that. You can't stay for four years, which is again, something I'm just, I'm having like a recovered memory of that. So I went to ETW for a semester and then I was like, I am so sick of artists and art people and like theater and bleh. I went through a real rebellious phase for a semester. So I went abroad um, to Italy, which I loved. And then Charlotte, I also studied abroad in Florence. <laughs> Stop it right now. Did you live on campus or did you live with a host I family? I lived on campus. Okay, I lived with a host family. So I we wish I had differ. done that, but I went for a summer. So I oh. didn't really, it wasn't an option. How romantic. Yeah, I did a summer semester instead of a regular semester. Oh. Wait, did you do the Commedia semester? No, I did. Um, I, I did a creative writing minor, Ooh. so I, I finished that up there. Very cool. So does mm-hmm. your did your creative writing minor encompass playwriting, or was it kind no. of... No, oh. it was just fiction. And, like, a little bit of poetry, but that's, like, not really my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I went there to do that. But you went for a whole semester. I did, yes. Oh, um, that's amazing. It was, it was amazing. Um, I gained a lot of weight, which I don't say is a criticism. I actually say that as an in-your-face to everybody else. Yeah, it's like, absolutely. if you go there, why not? <laughs> oh, yeah. my so, my so, when I was in Italy, I met... I had one friend there who I didn't even know was going to be there at the same time as me. It just kind of, like, happened. Uh-huh. Um, he was in Atlantic, actually. Um, who? And, and so he showed up there, and then the two of us made, like, these other two really amazing friends, and uh-huh. we did everything together. Yep. Um, and my friend Peter and I, we lived in the dorms, and then the other two lived in a, an off-campus, like, apartment. Oh, cool. And because we had to pay for a meal plan, mm-hmm. we would be like, great, okay, so we'll go have dinner in, in the dining hall, which was, like, amazing because the kitchen yep. was, like, Italian <laughs> grandmothers. So, like, it wasn't, like, dining hall food. It was no. incredible. Handmade gnocchi. So we would, go, we would go have first dinner together in the dining hall. 
And then we yes. meet the other two in this in like the city center, and we mm-hmm, go mm-hmm, somewhere mm-hmm. else for like a full second dinner. Yes. And, and then that was just our normal. I was used that was I was used to it. And then a one like, euro bottle of wine each in a piazza yes. somewhere, of course. Yes, and then and then gelato, but like gelato like many times a day. <laughs> you were just constantly eating. It was the best. Uh, me, yeah, me too. Oh my god! Do you have a favorite restaurant in Florence that you can remember? I loved um, uh, Osteria Santa Spirito. Yep. Yeah. What'd you get there? there? Um, that was a really good one there's a, an incredible photo of me at that restaurant <laughs> so I have celiac disease uh-huh. um so which uh, people were like why'd you go to Italy you can't eat bread but they are really really um advanced in the world of celiac disease so they have gluten-free sure. like everything yeah they have to un- their entire diet is bread based so yeah and they're so tourist heavy so yeah. like obviously when yeah so so they were it was amazing living there and getting to eat like literally everything yep um and so, but at this restaurant, the one that's like my favorite, they didn't have that many things that I could have, but also risotto is always something I can have. So Yum. everywhere I go, like if they didn't have gluten-free pasta or whatever, I could always have risotto, which, you know, who's complaining? Um, <laughs> so there's this incredible photo of me um, with my risotto in front of me and I'm, I'm going to send it to you. Oh, I should have sent it to you as my like photo. Now it's not I, too I late. It's not too late. I still can. Um, <laughs> this photo of me, and I'm like freaking out over this like plate in front of me. I'm gonna send it. It's really hard for me to explain, except for that I just look crazy in it. Good. And it's the best. It's the best. I'll send it to you. Okay, excellent. Um, but I loved excellent. it there. What about what about you? Do I have a favorite restaurant in Florence? Well, here's the thing. I lived with this family who I adore, um, mm-hmm. the Perillis, and. They, oh my God, Nicola, the the father of the family, he is a, an incredible cook, and the, of course, and um, his wife Bianca, Bianca, Blanca. I know two women with those two names, and I get them confused all the time. Bianca. Let's say it's Bianca. Um, <laughs> she like famously did not really cook very often, except on the first cold day of the year and I was there for the fall so the first cold day which was in like October she made this pumpkin lasagna that was unbelievable oh my god of course and it's not anything like an American Italian lasagna because it's like Mm -mm. fresh lasagna and it's not super heavy but it is so filling delicious okay I'm getting off I'm again just going down memory lane The point is, this family, they had a terrace where they could um, grow, and they did, grow their own herbs and tomatoes and everything. And for some reason, they had a rule in the house that there was, you couldn't have bread, pasta, or potatoes all at the same time. You could only have one of each at a single meal. So I would do very much what you did. I'd have single, or first dinner with the family and be completely rotund by the end of it. And then I'd be like, Hey friends, I'm I'm miming a phone poorly. Um, <laughs> hey friends, who I made here in Italy because I came here alone. But they're of course NYU students, and now of course, like we went everywhere together, just like you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, where are you going for dinner, and can I join you? <laughs> We'd go to Osteria Santo Spirito. There's a great panini place. Yeah, up the hill. Right yeah. behind, well, right near the dorm. That one's great. Oh no, right, I know exactly the one you're talking about. There's one about. right by the Uffizi, 
Mm-hmm. Alantica, I think it's called. There was a pop up of it. There was a pop up of it here. Like, what? Maybe last year. I never got <sighs> to go because I can't eat anything there, but sure. everyone was obsessed and very excited. So. It is. It is the best sandwich I've ever had, which sounds like sort of mundane praise, but Mm-mm. I've eaten it doesn't to me. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I've seen them. They look unbelievable. <laughs> Just like the generous amount of mozzarella to begin with. Um, and then I'm not really a prosciutto fan myself, but when it's really good, it's really good. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, those are my favorite places. And then there was a flavor of gelato that I had there that I have never had again that was the best thing I've ever had can't remember indescribable olive oil no it but it was something savory oh it was um it was basil with lemon so it wasn't like lemon with notes of basil it was a basil base with like lemon zest in it and Mm. it was to die for i'm speechless just thinking about my favorite gelato flavors when i was there i just like the really like simple i don't okay another thing i don't like which is i don't even think i've talked about the things i don't like but i don't like (laughs) chocolate which i know is like psychotic no i get that i get that but i don't like chocolate so those are all out for me but i really loved like the milk flavored gelato oh yeah just and the yogurt flavor. Oh my god! Yep. Like all those like super light, like creamy flavor. They were just the- those are my favorite. It's like eating a I would cloud. eat gelato like three times a day. Why not? Yeah. Oh, I also yeah. had a green apple gelato, which oh, really- that sounds good. It was kind of like a Jolly Rancher, but oh. I liked it. It was not um, the best uh, gelato I've ever had, but it was not bad. Yeah. Oh my god. So my one of the friends. I this was the, the best thing I've ever done is meeting. Um, my friend, meeting all my friends who I met in Italy, uh-huh. but one of them, um, Alessia, she uh, was from Bologna originally, which oh. is only like a, so she, yeah, I think she, she like grew up he, there and in the States. Okay. Um, Bologna is only like a 30 minute train ride from mm-hmm. Florence. So, and her dad lives there, lives there. I don't know if he still lives there, but we used to go um, to her house like all the time like maybe oh. not, like maybe two or three times what a treat and her dad would like bring us to all their favorite restaurants and like he would just he would just order for us like he would just be like this 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 that that like hey hey how are you doing how's your how are your kids it was amazing <laughs> and oh my god that was like those trips we would go for like the night because it was so close and yeah. so that was like really the best when that we would go is there the and we'd go to her like childhood favorites and like it, that was really cool. What? How cool! And Bologna, she got us out of like a lot of trouble too because we were t- we took a trip once to uh, Cinque Terre mm-hmm. and we got on like the local trains instead of like the real train that takes you there and she like talked us out of tickets and like tickets. Oh, nice. You know, like surging prices and like talked us out of like how we missed our train and blah 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 and like I was like thank god you know Italian because we would have been (laughs) so done for if you hadn't been here. (laughs) Emery let me tell you a nightmare which is yes please do. I okay so my very good friend Julia was studying in England in London at the same time that I was in Florence. She comes to visit me in Florence. Now Julia and I are maybe the only two now grown adult women who have a deep fascination with not twilight itself but i feel you the phenomenon of twilight is very mm-hmm. interesting have we read all of the books i mean i can't speak for julia but i did just read midnight sun it was awful i do not recommend 
in any I way, shape, or form. I read all the books. It's okay. <laughs> Um, I think the, I've been there. the only one I haven't read is the gender bent one because who has the time? What? Um, I didn't even know that existed. Oh yes, there's a green apple on the cover, so it's Whoa. very so you know it's, so you know it's different immediately. Yeah, yeah on site. So anyway, she came. She comes to Italy, and we're, I'm like, you know what? We have to do. We have to go to Volterra. It's it's a hop, skip, and a jump on the train. And it really is. It's like an hour and 20 minutes on the train, which when you're with your friend is no time at all. Mm-hmm. So we get on the train. We go to Volterra. We have a great day. A big shout-out to the city, eh, town of Volterra, that they have not become a Twilight pop-up store. I think there was one cutout of Kristen Stewart that I can remember being like a dark corner. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Um, But it is like a, it's very small and it's a very cool old castle on a hill, more or less. There's not a lot going on in Volterra, Mm -hmm. but we walk around, we enjoy the day and it's time to get on the bus that brings you back to the train station. You get on the bus, no problem. We're on the train. We're talking about something, probably some like script we wanted to write or something. And the time passes so quickly that I don't even notice that we've missed our stop on somewhere it intersects. So you're to go to Volterra, you have to go down the coast of some kind. And then you intersect another train that will bring you in to Florence. We just missed that stop. So we are now on our way to Milan, <laughs> which is a different part of Italy altogether for, for yes. our listeners unfamiliar with Italian geography. Milan is not close. You fly to Milan. You don't take the train to Milan. <laughs> um, so we're on our way to Milan, and but it's not going all the way there, I don't think. It's stopping just before that in what has to be the murder capital of Italy. Not Rome, no. Not Naples, but some tiny town where everything's closed. The conductor does. Oh my god! The conductor does not speak English. I mercifully, it was late enough in the semester that I had like learned enough functional Italian to communicate, and learned that this train is done for the day, and there are no other trains coming until maybe midnight and a half. I love Trenitalia because they never know what's going on. <laughs> they do not. Oh my god! We had, I not quite similar, but have had a similar experience with them with that and it's just ridiculous it's, it's amazing well it's scary yeah for sure so julia to her her and her parents everlasting credit they hooked us up with a taxi to bring us oh. back from i mean she would not disclose to me how much that that taxi ride cost but i have to imagine it was hundreds of dollars because i mean easily hundreds of dollars because again you don't take the train to milan from florence you'd fly um Yikes. So that, that I learned a lesson that day, which is don't talk to anyone on the train. <laughs> so my friends and I had a, had a similar story in the fact that when we were, when we got to Cinque Terre after like a whole like mishap of even getting there, we had an amazing day. It was of like course. the best day of our lives. We were like frolicking. I bought my favorite pants, which to this day <laughs> are my favorite pants. They are linen. I, it was in Italy. It was okay. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, so we have an amazing day in Cinque Terre, and we're you know we're getting on like the commuter train to take us to the train that's like takes us back to Florence. Right. Um. So we're on that train. We get off at like the main part of the is Cinque Terre an island? 
I think it. I think it is. I no, it's, it's just. It's just on the coast. Oh, it, it was. Like, but it's up it there. Took us back to like the main part of. Sure. The, uh, yeah. Right. 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 And so we get to like the bigger train station. We're right on time. We look up, and our train's <laughs> delayed an hour. We're like, okay, all right, we're gonna be fine. We have, we have like a little time between our two trains. We're like, this is fine. Like we're on the beach. Like so, getting delayed. Like whatever. We're like, darn. Fine. We get to stay an extra hour, and we're gonna be okay. Then we get delayed another hour, oh. and we're like, oh my god! And our connection train was in Pisa, so yeah. like that was at least it was like an operating city, but like there's really not much there. So we were there like, <laughs> all right. So our train finally comes. We're like on it. It's going so slow of because course. of all the delays. We get to Pisa. Our train has not only left, but there's not another one until three in the morning. Oh it my was god. nine. It was nine p.m. We were, like, prepared to move into the train station. We were, like... <laughs> and then we were, like... And then we were, like, you know what? There's four of us. If, it's only an hour from Pisa to yeah. Florence. So we were, like, if we had to... Let, let's just... How much would a cab be? We realized it would be about, like, I don't know, like, 60 euros each. Yeah. We were not happy about it, but we did it. Anyway, Can be done. We just, like, we want to go home. Yeah. And then after we got there, the cab dropped us off at, like, our friend's apartment. Mm-hmm. And then my friend and I, who both lived in the dorms, we had to walk up that hill oh. to campus at, like, I Night. don't know. It, like, midnight. Yeah. Ugh. We were like... <laughs> That sucks. Yeah, the the dorm was on this, you know, but just for everyone else. Yeah. The dorm was on this hill, on um, like this very windy road that had no lighting, nope. and we were always warned not to walk up it in the night. Yep. So <laughs> I did <Whoops>. that. <laughs> that hill is the tallest hill in Italy, right? It is so steep. Is that? Is that? Is that re- I mean, sure. I mean, yeah. I, it, as far as I know. In my experience, yeah, it's yeah the in my experience, Italy. it's the tallest hill I ever walked up in Italy. <laughs> I had the distinct pleasure of playing bus roulette on like rainy mornings because oh, sure. In Italy, you have to buy a ticket um, to ride the bus every time you ride the bus. It's not that expensive, but they don't always check to see if you have a ticket with you. Um, and so people who lived off campus would routinely, as I say, play bus roulette, which is like, did are the people carbinieri? I don't even think it's really the police. It's just some like... It's like ticket checkers. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're like not even... Yeah, they're like not police. <laughs> no, I mean, even the police aren't really the police. That's true. <laughs> That's a whole other topic. That's for a different <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> but they, yeah, they would sometimes come on the bus and I almost got caught only once but I like jumped off the bus at exactly the right second so ha I'm batting a thousand as far as riding Amazing. the bus goes I never I so I wasn't I wasn't there for a whole semester I was only there for like six weeks yeah so I never even saw them <laughs> not, not even once but I also I would, if I was going into town it, like during the day I would always walk because mm-hmm. it's so it was summer it was beautiful I mean it was hot as hell but it was beautiful yeah um so I would always walk because it's like a nice walk down there it so I would nice only walk. really take the bus like back mm-hmm. or like in the evening so I I, d- I didn't even do it that much so yeah um I never even saw them not once. <laughs> if you had to write a guidebook about Florence, it wouldn't even include buses because they don't exist. They literally wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, the other and thing also, about like, they don't—they're not always there when they say they. That's right. I was just gonna say they're it's not that, always it's on strike. Like New York in that way. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. No, you know what? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so my second follow-up question, my second follow-up question is, have you ever had your heart broken by The Bachelor? Hmm. I definitely have felt, like, strongly when Mm -hmm. he or she picks someone who I don't like. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, I don't know why you don't see what I'm seeing. (laughs) But, of course, I'm seeing it from, like, like a hundred thousand miles away and not there in a full editing bay later it's also not real right yeah, it's also none of it's real have you ever seen um unreal the tv show you know i haven't but i think it's a I really would love good it. show yeah it's super good it was one of my quarantine uh quarantine binges and it's about a production team of mm-hmm. a show not unlike the bachelor <laughs> and it's very dramatic and very like shady and like crazy and I can only imagine what goes on in real life oh yeah well isn't that show written by an ex something like something that, yeah. who worked on on The Bachelor I think so I think so but yeah I'm like when 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 he or she picks someone I don't like I'm just like I don't know why you aren't seeing it like I am. <laughs> a, a complete outsider who <laughs> you will never know. Um, the only... So I, can, I guess my heart has been broken by The Bachelor because I'm just like, I know what would make sense here, and it's not Right, that. yeah, yeah. Would it yeah. be culturally inappropriate to say that that could be your Jewish grandmother coming out? Being no, a- it would be extremely accurate. <laughs> it wouldn't even be my Jewish grandmother. It would just be me as a Jewish person. <laughs> we're all like this. Even Jewish Jewish grandmothers were, were Jewish young people <laughs> at one point, and we have and they have always been that way. So it's true. No, I think that it's completely appropriate and very accurate to say that. All right. Well, there you go. Um, <laughs> yes. The only Bachelor finale that I've ever witnessed in full was the one you'll know all the names I don't know anybody absolutely the the one where he picked someone and then was like NVM I actually am breaking up with you right now because I've secretly been in love with the other like finalist this whole time that happened twice no yes that happened twice it happened once with Jason Mesnick Uh, and what was the other one it happened again with Ari Lyondike. No, I think we're. I think the first one. Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two times. And then this most recent season with Peter. Oh, this is another po- it's a totally separate podcast, by the way. Well, we're here <laughs> now, so just this. again, shower yeah, me with no, Bachelor. It kind of. It kind of also happened with Peter this most recent season, but he's not with either of them now. He is with a girl who was on the show, though. Huh. So he has now been with like officially three girls from his season two of them were the final two and one of them was someone he let go like weeks before so that is dastardly i know you gotta love it you gotta love twice that has happened i feel like the one i watched was they touted it as and i feel that it was the most dramatic ending to a bachelor ever but every he always says that Yeah, yeah yeah Where's the one? Yeah, Chris the, Harrison. The one though. Oh yeah, that guy. Um, they're like in a beach house, and she's like, "You need to leave," and he just keeps not leaving. He keeps trying to talk to her about it, which is like, "Dude, read the beach house." 
Yeah, I'm not that 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 moment has happened a lot. You're so I'm not kidding sure which me. Moment. Yeah. Oh, it's all, every season of The Bachelor is like pretty much the same because you have. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and The Bachelorette too because you have like you know the one who you know will win from the from the start, and then you have you know the villain. It's it's like a it's like a real TV show, like a, like a fictional TV show where you have all your tropes. So you have like the the one who you know is going to be the winner from the beginning the one who you know is not going to win but like you love her and or him and then they're the next one like you always have that person wow you have the villain and it's it's set up it's, it's about the edit you get basically so even if you're like a great guy there was one there was one guy who was set up as the villain the whole time and then after, like, on, like, the after show where they, like, basically interview all, like, the top contenders or whatever, everyone was like, oh, he's actually not that bad. And then he was The Bachelor. So it's, like, it just depends on the – and now he's got a, a podcast. And he's, like, doing doing great. But he um, – yeah, he was set up as the villain and everyone hated him. So it really is all about the edit you get. And it yeah. has nothing to do with you as a person. Well, that's good. Maybe you should write yeah. a little pep talk for all of the people on The Bachelor to be like, listen, it's not you. It's the editors. We know you're great. Yeah, and totally. here's a direct line to Emery in case you are not sure who to choose. She knows. She knows what's best yeah. for you. Just ask me. I will only... I, I can't guarantee <laughs> you'll end up together forever, but, like, listen. But I know what's best for you. How how can you argue with that logic? I I, I literally don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't come with the answers, Charlotte. Mm-mm. All right, this has been a real pleasure. So I hope fun. that we meet in real life, and I hope me that. Too. Oh wait, so you have to send me a picture of yourself uh, and risotto. Risotto. And yes, I'm gonna do it right now. Your play that I will send you. My play that is your play. Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. Amazing. Yes. Uh, thank this you is for great. Having me. Oh, it's. It's my pleasure. I love so getting to know people who before were just names on a screen because I love Instagram, but it, it is severely lacking in personal connection at some times. For sure. <laughs> and I am starved for human interaction at this yes. moment in the world. So Yes. Yeah. Oh, well, awesome. Anytime. So yes. Thank you again. Have a great night. Oh, you too. Bye. Bye. Thank you again, Emery, for being on the show. That was so much fun and not nearly enough time to hang out. I loved meeting you and I can't wait for us to chat again and maybe even write the same play again. Since the time of this recording, we did read each other's plays and it is shocking how much of the content is similar, although they are two different plays, but uh, maybe we'll mount them both and you can all come and watch them both and be the judge of that. If you would like to send me and Emery tickets to go to Florence together, uh, you can email me at charlottetmartin at gmail.com. That's Charlotte, like the dessert, T as in tickle? I don't know, I'm coming up with this stuff off the top of my head. And Martin as in Martin Sheen at gmail.com. You can also slide into my DMs on Instagram. I'm Charlotte the Writer, there in my internet home. And if you would like to be a guest on We've Never Met, I'd love to have you. Send me a note and we will talk. This show is completely 100% made by me, Charlotte. So if you would like to support this creative endeavor or just let me know that you liked what you've heard so far, you can back the show on Patreon 
go on over to my Instagram. Again, that's Charlotte the Writer. It's one of the quick links in my bio, and every little bit helps. And someday I'm hoping to hire a sound engineer so that this sounds really good and not just like a closet studio, which it currently is. Thank you again for listening to We've Never Met. Until we meet again, don't be a stranger. Thank you.